0: the Career Metis podcast. I am your host, nisar Ahmad. I'm the founder and editor of the blog careermetis.com and this is episode 6 of the podcast and today's episode is uh, part of the Day in the Life of series. Uh, in each of the uh, Day in the Life of episodes, I will conduct interviews with individuals from a particular career and uh, I'm doing this as I mentioned before uh, for anyone looking to getting get into a particular field or industry, uh, there are always unanswered questions, questions about what it is required to get into the industry, what a typical day looks like, what an ideal career looks like, what are some of the red flags or things to watch out for. And after listening to these episodes, uh, you, the listener, will get a chance uh, or a clearer idea on a particular job or, or career. And for today's episode, I'm speaking with a real estate professional, also called as a realtor, and our guest's name is Jack Singh, and his company is called MySoulJack.com. Jack will be sharing his experience, uh, how he got started in the real estate business, where he stands today, uh, some of the advantages or benefits, and of course, some of the challenges of the job or career itself. So... We'll now listen to the interview that I conducted between uh, Jack Singh, uh, a realtor, and myself. Hey Jack, uh, welcome to the Career Medicine Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great as well. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, today, Jack, uh, you will be helping us out by talking about uh, the life of a realtor or a real estate professional. Um, so... I think it'll be better if you uh, give an introduction about who you are and what you do in your own words. So, Jack, to start us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Please introduce yourself.
1: Sure. I mean, uh, that's a great uh, way to start off. Uh, Well, my name is Jack Singh, as Nisaf already mentioned. So, uh, basically, I just got into uh, the real estate uh, world in the last six months. Um, prior to that, I've been with, you know, with several organizations, but predominantly in the uh, document solution, uh, industry. So pretty much I've been there for the last uh, 12 years and I've been working in sales, move myself up from a commercial sales up to corporate level. So pretty much I've done, you know, all the, uh, uh, ropes in, uh, in terms of, uh, sales position. So right now I decided that, you know. Real estate is going to be my career and I decided to, you know, take up the course and uh got my license.
0: Hey, Jack, thanks for the introduction and also congratulations on getting your license. Um, yeah, I, I thank think you. it's uh, what I've heard. Uh, I think it every city, every province, every country it is different, but it is not easy. It's a long, strenuous process. Is, is that correct in terms of getting a license?
1: Well, I would want to agree with you absolutely. Um, You know, every province has their own, uh, you know, uh, educational system. So here in Ontario, there's six courses that you have to take. And um, right now, recently, just in the last few months, they've actually changed the educational uh, structure, which uh, before when I did my courses was like you have to do three courses. Prior getting your license, and then after getting your license, which you have up to eighteen months to complete three additional courses. That is to complete your entire, you know, real estate license. But right now, if someone wants to get into, you know, have decided that hey, guess what, I want to be a realtor. Think about this: you have to sit for five courses prior getting your license. So that's the cost that you know most. Uh, you know, millennials have to, you know, put into consideration.
0: Yeah, thanks for answering that. Because one of the reasons I w- wanted to invite you to the podcast is, uh, of course, real estate is a very mature profession, right? That, uh, if you look at a uh, average real estate, they have been in the business for many years, and uh, this this is geared towards somebody who wants to get in. And since you recently got the license, I thought that your experience would be useful. Uh, for someone else getting into it, so just wanted to go back to the initial, the process itself, right? How does somebody get started as a real estate agent? Um, can you, so you said there is 18 months, five courses, and um, t- t- tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, did you, were you doing this, were you studying this part time, or uh, like how how was the education process like?
1: Sure. I mean um yes, to answer your last questions, yes I did uh did it part time as I was working full time uh last year. So and um what it takes to to get on board is basically that um, if you're a Canadian or been here long enough and you've studied uh have completed the high school educational uh what do you call um uh, standards over here. Then you can automatically enroll yourself uh, in the uh, first course. But for someone who's coming as a new immigrant or moving to Canada, you would need to at least uh, bring your, you know, whatever highest uh, education that you have to you. Like for example, if you have a degree. But then again, <clears throat> if the degree is not from North America, you gotta get that uh, at least translated or assessed by. A university here in Toronto so that's a long process but that's an easier way to do that all you have to do is sit for a pre-registration course I think it was just $50 and um, it's simple English simple math um, you know you don't really need to prep yourself too much on that and uh, once you pass that you can get on board to your course number one and uh and then after that you got to take course number two and three and four and five i know it's kept going on and on but, but once you finish five courses then you are officially registered now as a licensed realtor now now what happens is that in order for you to get your license or to activate your license you need to find a brokerage you need to work for a brokerage you can have license without joining a brokerage so that's another process all in uh, all together that um, once you have found the right brokerage that you're comfortable to work with and now you have to <clears throat> register with that brokerage and that brokerage will actually uh, take your license and register with RICO which is Real Estate Council of Ontario and then you're officially now a full-fledged realtor that's basically, in a nutshell, uh, what it takes to, you know, get on board.
0: So when you say brokerages, I'm assuming they're the, the, the big names like right? the Remaxes, the Century 21s and uh, Sutton, those type of, uh, you're referring to them as brokerages, right?
1: Um, yes, but uh, not necessarily the big guys. I mean, these days, uh, you know, you and me, we can get a brokerage, uh, but all it takes that you have to be at least two years minimum licensed and then you have to complete a broker uh, course and then you can just, uh, you know, start off your own brokerage. So you don't necessarily need to be with all the big guys and Hey, guess what? I'm also with a, a brokerage, which just started in the last uh, six years, which is called the red Thing. So, um, you know, you don't really need to be with a big, uh, you know, brand name.
0: Interesting. Interesting. That's good to know, right? Because, uh, I think these big companies do a lot of branding that you just assume are automatically uh, that uh, you have to be. I'm not saying the Remax, Century 21, Saturn are the only one that are. There are tons of them, but uh, there's the assumption that you have to go with them. So that's that's good to know. So Jack, I do want to come back to the brokerage part because it ties into one of my f- questions, which I'll ask. But you know, I wanted to spend as much time talking to you, learning about you. Um, and I'm sure the listeners as well. Um, so you mentioned in your introduction that you were in a sales career, then you pivoted to a real estate professional. So uh, about uh, everybody has, I'm assuming, has different motivations to get into real estate. What what is your uh, real estate uh, career motivation? What made you get into real estate?
1: Oh wow, that's a, that's an excellent question, Nassar. Um, you know what, from sales to real estate, I would say the transition is not a, a big one. Uh, well, the fundamentals are still the same. You know, you're still using the sales approach. You have to approach your clients. You have to follow up with them. So basically, as I said, the elements of, you know, getting uh, to the front four of a client is the same in a sales career. But what made me actually got myself into, you know, changing my entire career into sales i mean sorry a real estate is that when i bought my first house in 2003 sorry 2013 um, that's where i decided that you know i want to have my house pay for itself so basically what that means is that i wanted to have an income property while living in the house so when i came first to canada um i used to rent uh, a room and you know, for over a year. And then I told myself that I'm not going to pay rent or keep paying rent. I should be, you know, getting into ownership. So that's where I decided that I'm going to buy a house. But what I'm going to do is I want to convert that house into an income property. So ever since when I started doing that, when I, you know, renovated my house, I I got tenants that, you know, I dealt with and, um you know, from there on, actually, it started to entice me or intrigue me, I would say, to actually, you know, get more in depth in the real estate market. So that's how I basically started, you know, learning a little bit more every day that, you know, what it takes to become a realtor, what are the consequences that is going to be, you know, faced for the last, for the next, uh, you know, couple of months before you get your license and, uh, you know, what are the considerations that I have to take into so this is basically, you know, how it started. I would always want to use the story of, you know, my house is the decider that today I'm a realtor.
0: Wow. that That's actually, uh, it, it's it's what happened is, what I'm hearing is you got excited about something, you became passionate, then you decided, you know what, if I can do it, I can help other people or teach other people to do it as well. Um like, I, it reminds me of, there is a sales coach, Jeffrey Gittimer. um I'm a sales guru, he writes a lot of books, coaches, seminars, and he says, the best salespeople are users of the product, right? So if you work in sales, and if you don't use the product yourself, you should not be selling it, all right? So let's say you work at a Ford dealership, and you drive, a, I don't know, you take the, the transit, or you take, or you drive a Chevy, you won't come across as someone who's that credible. So in your case, that analogy, I know it's a very weak analogy, but I was trying to make a point here. Uh, In your case, you went from renting to buying a house and living in a house and renovating. You loved it so much. You said, you know what, I can, I know more about this. I can teach other people, or I can help other people. So that's a, I mean, that's a great way to turn something you enjoy into a career.
1: You got it, Nissa. So basically you got on the stress on the right point is that, you know, is the house that, you know, that I got into, you got to, if you are a realtor, you need to own a property. All right. So basically you are absolutely right. So let's take your example, for instance, that if you are working for a Ford dealership, you got to drive a Ford car. Or a Ford truck, you know, you can seem to, you know, drive a Honda. So, thing goes here. I mean, if I'm a realtor, <laughs> if if I'm a realtor and someone asks me, hey, Jack, you know, um, you know, it's great that you have advised us to get into a detached home or a semi-detached. But I just want to ask you, I mean, how did you feel when you got your first detached home? Oh, sorry, guys. Actually, I'm still renting. How would the client feel right now when you say that to them? So, you know, this is basically, you're absolutely right. you got to own a property. you got to own that product. you got to use it. you got to understand the product. And then now you can be a guru and explaining that same product to your next client, you know. So it makes life absolutely. easier when you are involved. So that's why I took my house as an example or I would take my house as a study ground. So that's where I will learn a lot from my own house, and that's how I channel myself into my realtor's life.
0: Now oh, that that that's that's great, that's awesome, uh, because as you said, right? If if you if a customer speaks to you, or a potential customer, you get instant credibility, saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I I own my own house. I actually own one or two houses, and I believe in this, and that's the reason you should get it." so the customers can sense that right that people are smart they can really sense when somebody's being sincere or insincere so that that that's a great point um no so actually this would be a good segue Jack to our next question because you you told us why you got into real estate of course now when you got into the real estate um um of course, the, the, the your role might have changed, right? It's not only about uh, you loving real estate, but also w- what is involved. Like, uh, for example, what does the day-to-day look like now that you are a real estate professional? So, if someone listening to this, you know, this Jack guy sounds very legit. I want to be a real estate agent, but I don't know what happens every day. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. I mean, uh... I mean it's it's the
1: same uh you know philosophy, you know you gotta be proactive, you gotta wake up. I know in real estate for most people think, hey, guess what? from nine to five, I'm doing nothing, but from five to eight, I'm doing everything, not necessarily true. yeah in a in a in a fraction, yes, why? because you only can make phone calls and follow with your clients or your potential clients you know, after working hours, which is after four, after 5 p.m. during the weekday. So yes, you become more busier after five, but that doesn't stop you from, you know, preparing yourself ahead of time. Like for example, I like to wake up and start my day at 9 a.m., regardless if I have to meet a client or if I have the appointment set up. No, I'm still gonna wake up 9 a.m. in the morning. What I'm going to do is open my computer and check for what are the latest properties, what are the new projects, what are the new areas. So I like to study. I want to know. So when, for example, a client asks me, hey, Jack, what would you think about, you know, uh, Mississauga Southwest corner? Oh, sure. You know what? These are the schools in the area. You know, these are the rankings and uh, these are the hospitals and these are the potential new projects that is going to, you know, uh, be developed. So I want to be as knowledgeable as I can. So in order for me to do that, I want to make full use of my time in the morning. So my regular day to day is basically, you know, waking up, checking on properties, you know, doing search, getting in front of my client. You know, the best way to get in touch with your client is when you have something new to tell them, you know, in order for you to get that one thing new is for you to go out there and search something new. So i do what i do is i take the extra mile i i take the extra step just to you know get my clients the information that they need regardless whether they want it right now or they don't need it at all but for me as a realtor as a professional i want to make sure that they acknowledge that i'm putting enough effort in terms of getting the business so basically You know you gotta be proactive you know you gotta be out there you gotta make sure that you're making enough calls going out meeting your clients you know making them feel comfortable you know don't put too much pressure on them because buying a house is the biggest decision in everybody's lives it's not something like you're going to the mall to buy a fan no so you know it's a different ball game so your approach has to be right you have to use subtle approach but at the same time, you know, don't lose the fundamentals of you know getting to the point of them signing the dotted line.
0: So basically, that's what it is. So, so what I'm hearing is, I think it's common knowledge, right? I think anybody who's got, dealt with the realtor, they know that that the real, realtors work on the weekends and evenings. So, uh, so what I'm hearing is. Realtors not only work only during this time, evenings and weekends, but they should be, or they ideally are, working during the day as well, where they're learning, they're educating themselves, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera, right? So, is that, is that is that how you would summarize? Like, uh, your day, you're always, your your day is ne- your day is always full, regardless of whether you're meeting the client or not.
1: You got it. You know, you got to keep yourself busy, every single minute
0: that makes sense so once you got started in real estate jack what are what are the top maybe two or three things that you enjoy uh you told us why you got into it you know the your passion for properties and houses but the role itself as a real estate agent uh what, what are two or three things you enjoy
1: you know what the very top uh thing that i enjoy the most is when i take my clients on a tour to show properties when i go on a showing and when i explain to them about you know what are the benefits of this entire property regardless if i've seen the property prior to their uh, to the showing or you know if i've did some research but what the point here is that I like to be involved, like, I forget myself, you know, I just go into this mesmerized zone where I'm just on top of a floating, you know, uh, memory foam (laughs) that I'm just telling them everything as if I'm living in the house. And what what excites me the most is to see the excitement on the faces of all my clients. It's like, wow this guy is really in there, you know, he's 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 really explaining to me. And every day I like to hear feedback from them and that really makes me feel good because why? It makes me feel that, you know, I really did a good job, you know, my client is happy and I'm happy. So basically I would, you know, that was just one thing that really makes me happy to see, you know, the excitement on, on my client's face.
0: That, that's good. So you're connecting with someone, making an important decision. That'll be one thing that you really enjoy. Are there other things you enjoy, Jack, uh, about the role or what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the fact that, you know, um, you know, these days, I mean, I'm sure you probably already heard that that's so many multiple offers taking place and there's offer presentations these days. Uh, what that means is that, you know, you um, know, when you bring a client to show a property and let's say for example a client that likes that property and they say hey jack i want to put an offer and then when you do your research and you do your due diligence and realize that hey you know what we're going to have a multiple offers on the same properties." so what i like to do is what the second fun part is that when i prep myself and prep my client at the same time how are we going to combat this situation you know i'm you know i will prepare like strategies i will prepare like different price ranges i'll prepare a several theme you know documents just in case that we are in a price war now we don't have to go back and forth to print documents so i get myself ready prior to the offer hearing so that really you know makes me feel good because i'm doing something more than you know most realtors do Um, Just to give you an example, if if it's a multiple offer, are they going to say, hey, you either put, you know, top dollar or don't put it at all. You know, yeah, that makes sense in a way, but more rational sense, I would say it's like sitting down and doing your homework in terms of, you know, seeing the number of uh, realtors competing in the same property you know, check and see what are the comps in the area, how much was the last property on the street was sold for, you know, stuff like that, that really, you know, makes me feel that I'm putting my time into it. So that's my second most, you know, enjoyable part of being a realtor.
0: Now that that sounds great. So now you're talking about the intricate step-by-step, you know, negotiation, doing your research, walking them through the process. So initially you showed them the project uh, or the property, they fell in love with it. Now how do you make sure that they win that uh, and make that their dream house? So uh, yeah, that, that that is exciting. I can I can see I can sound uh, sense the excitement in the process, right? The, the chase. Anybody who's been in sales, any type of sales, they they this this part everybody enjoys it. Um, so, Jack, I I don't mean to, uh, I, I mean, I now I had to play devil's advocate here, right? Because every job, every career, there are ups and downs. There are good things and bad things. I'm not, I'm, I'm just making an assumption here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, what are some of the challenges, or if there are, what are some of the challenges that someone has to think about or look forward to when they become a realtor? Uh, can you talk, maybe there isn't, but maybe there is. Maybe you can talk about it.
1: You are being a very good devil's advocate. I will give it to you for sure. Um, You know, the first first thing I would say, all right, put it this way, is that uh, the challenges is that being a realtor, you got to take into consideration that you are only going to be paid when you sell. So meaning to say is that you don't have a base salary that to keep you going you don't have an income that is to pay your bills. So you have to make sure that you have sufficient savings to take you for the next six months after getting your license, because why? It takes time before you actually can make your first sale. All right, so it's that's the very most important thing, the dollar value. And the second thing is that it can be really strenuous, because why? the stress level is going to be as high as mount everest right now because you are assuming that i'm a realtor i'm just going to knock on doors and somebody's gonna you know uh use my services no it doesn't work that way you can go to like thousand houses and knock on their doors i can bet you none of them are going to reply and even though if you can continuously you know send postcards flyers to you know a neighborhood i can bet you again That's not going to work right away. It may work, but not right away. So I'm trying to say is that you got to make sure that you prepare yourself for at least six months ahead of time, you know, in terms of money, in terms of, you know, physical stress. Um, You know, if you're married, your wife is just going to nag on you and say, hey, guess what? You're working until night. Why? Because that's how a realtor's life is. You know, the time starts after five. So this is some things that you know you have to take into consideration. Oh, before I forget, don't even bother. Your weekends are gone. You know, you can't sit down and have good night barbecue over beers in your backyard anymore over Saturdays because that's your busiest day. You are out there showing properties. So this is basically some things that you have to sacrifice in order for you to become a successful realtor. So I would say it's a happy challenge, but It's how you perceive it. Like for me, I take it as it comes. Uh, Why? It's because I've already planned myself ahead of time that, you know what, I'm going to foresee all these things. Um, I should be mentally and physically ready to take these challenges.
0: Yeah. Th- 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 thanks for that. And I-, I should, I should, maybe I should change this episode instead of the day in the life of uh, a, a realtor <laughs> keeping it real by Jack. they because Jack Singh here, because that, yeah, that is the truth, right? I mean, um, it's good to know what some of the challenges are and it's better. Somebody finds out and it's setting the right expectations. So thanks. for. So you're talking about making sacrifices, uh of course, being financially responsible uh most people, no matter what their career is uh they're always thinking about or stressed out about money and uh, planning it forward so that makes that makes total sense uh yeah and also of course your work life balance right so uh, that that also makes sense so i mean th- those are something people have to look into. But uh, one thing I really liked about what you mentioned right now, Jack, is it's it's a happy challenge. It's the way you perceive the challenge, right? Right. Okay. So finally, I think we have talked about uh, you know the, the, the day-to-day. Now I want to switch gears going back to something I promise I'll ask you again. Uh, you mentioned the word brokerage right at the beginning. So right now you're a realtor uh so and what what is it is there a career path in in the in the real estate world and if there is what does an ideal career path look like
1: well there is a career path in a in a realtor so i mean the first step is obviously we have already talked about it to get your license and once you get your license you join a brokerage and i think we touched on that as well a brokerage is where you park your license, and that's where you work because you, as a realtor, you cannot represent yourself to a client. So you have to be associated with a brokerage because the brokerage is the one that is going to be representing the client. So that's basically what it is. Now, the career path starts not, I mean, it does not stop right there. You know, it moves on. So as you go, you know, you finish and you complete your articling courses so as i just mentioned there are six courses that you have to take three before getting your license three after getting your license that was before my time when i set for my courses but right now it's like five courses before getting your license and one after so these are mandatory courses but it doesn't stop right there you you know you have more options so what happens is you have six mandatory courses to do and there's several other Uh, courses that you can take to nurture yourself. For example, the one that is very good that is gonna give you a step up from being a realtor is that to take your broker course. So once you complete your broker course, then you are now officially a broker, not only a realtor, but you are a realtor broker. But don't get confused with a broker and a brokerage. So as a broker, you are still pretty much still working for a brokerage. You don't own a brokerage, but now you are known as a broker instead of just as a realtor. So for some clients they like to see that, they feel like, "Oh, this guy has you know experience he, he has you know several years of experience, that's why he's a broker right now. Um, which it makes sense you know it makes it gives the comfort zone and the comfort level increases from there on for most clients uh, when you talk to them and you say that, "Hey, guess what? I'm not just a realtor, but I'm a broker." So now your career path has gone up. So the next step from there on is that if you have established yourself so well in the industry, and if you have a huge or I would say a relatively significant uh, size of clientele, um, then you can decide to actually start your own firm, which is a brokerage. So you can register yourself now as, as you know a broker brokerage. So you can have, let's say, for example, if I want to have my own brokerage, I can name it maybe Jack Realty Inc. or Jack Realty Services Inc. So now I don't have to join, you know, the names that you just mentioned like Remax, the Red Pen. So I can have my own brokerage, and now I can start selling my own and making the full commissions for myself. I don't have to, you know, share my commissions with the brokerage. So pretty much that's how, you know, the career part goes on. And once you have your own brokerage, it's uh, you know the possibilities are endless, and you know you can keep going from there on.
0: Mm-hmm. That that makes sense. Uh, thanks for uh, you know cl- clarifying the career path. Um. In terms of one thing, I wanted to ask you, and any this is this is any career out there, right? And of course. Uh, if you've heard of, for example, Uber, how Uber has disrupted the taxi industry, uh, Amazon has disrupted the retail industry, and so on. I can give you some, Netflix has disrupted the blockbuster video rental industry. So any job people have on the back of their mind, they should, uh, with the changes in technology. Um, how about the real estate industry, Jack? Um, Technology. More and more people are online. More apps are coming out. Do you think technology is changing or disrupting the industry? Would there be any changes coming in the future?
1: My short answer will be yes, and uh, reason to justify the yes is you're absolutely right with all the examples that you just given. Um, you know, the real, real estate industry is also coming to a peak point where it's going to change. And in fact, it's already changing. So those traditional brokerages, as I mentioned, brokerage, um, they are still using the same old method like 20, 30 years ago. Um, right now, you can't really do that. Let me give you a better example. You use Uber as an example. I will take that all right. So, for example, a taxi is still traditional. But when today you say, hey, hey, you know what? Let's take an Uber. That's new. That's how people want to perceive. Why? Because that's changed. People want changes in the industry. Technology, as you mentioned, is taking over. And I strongly believe that one day technology is going to replace humans unfortunately that's what's going to be but let's not get there because we still want our jobs so what i'm trying to say is that in the real estate industry it's also changing now just to give you another example why did i decided uh, why i decided to actually switch brokerages uh, oh maybe i did not mention that um when i got my license the first brokerage that i worked for was Remax, the big name that you mentioned i was there for a at least uh, two and a half months. And then I realized I was just paying too much of fees. So what I mean to say is that there is a a cost that you have to factor in in order for you to survive or to, to keep your license going in that brokerage. So I was paying somewhat around $600 a month. Now, in that $600 a month, I don't get anything. What I'm trying to say is that all I get is Okay, come for mandatory sales meetings, and this is our brokerage, and this is uh, you, and this is no space for you to sit, and this is no business cards for you. This is no, 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 so many no's that you can imagine. So pretty much what it is is that you are a lone wolf lost in a forest. So you basically have to be your own survivor. You have to print your own business cards, you have to print your own flyers, you have to you know build your own website, and the lease goes on. But that is a traditional brokerage. Today what is changing in the market is that why do you need to pay a fee? Just like the taxi industry. Why do you need to pay licensing fees? Why do you need to pay permit fees? Why did you need to pay, you know, uh, whatever city uh, you know imposed uh, fees that you have to pay? And with uber all you have to do is own your car get registered and get going as simple as that so coming back to the real estate right now with the red thing which i've actually moved to it's pretty much is using the same method they are technology-based company they're not really a, a a traditional real estate company they started off you know as four founders um <clears throat> what they did is that basically they just wanted to Actually, um, you know how it started. Let me just share with you. It's basically um, When they six years ago when they decided that they want to, you know, find a property and they realized that not all Information was available online So they had to work with a realtor to get the information they need now back in the day Unfortunately, realtors are not that savvy. They know for the example that if you need information, you got to come to me I'm the guy so you know, the ego, and, and, and it just goes up from there. So what these guys did, the founders, they decided that they're going to create a website or a site where they can give all the information and make sure that all the information about a property is available to the public. So that's how they started their business, and today they are very successful, and they have pretty much everything online. So, for example, if you want to you know look for a property, you don't have to go all over the place. All you have to do is go on the redpin.com and you'll find the property that you need as simple as that you will find the taxes you'll find the maintenance fees you'll find the square footage you'll find every information full details in that website so and plus i don't pay a fees i don't pay a desk fees, i don't pay the 600 dollars that i used to pay i don't pay any fees right now but in terms of uh the uh what do you call the uh environment that i'm enjoying right now is that they are more it more technology based company which they are more like i would say um a team oriented so we work as a team so so this is basically i'm just trying to share with you i know it's a large topic altogether it's still in the transition um it's not changed completely just like how uber and and Airbnb have actually taken over um real estate is it's it's coming it's there it's a little bit more complicated because there's a lot of um, you know uh regulatory uh boards that has to you know decide on things so it will take time but eventually it's gonna be the same it's gonna be a point where everything is available online and you don't really you know need um, to work so in depth with the real estate I know I'm saying this as a realtor, I should not say this, but truth to be told, eventually that day will come.
0: Well, uh, uh, that 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 uh, if I'm when I'm listening to this, it's, I'm listening to two things, right? So the customers are being empowered with technology, right? Because they get access to information, and at the same time, the realtors, such as yourself, are also being empowered for techn- by technology. So it's not necessarily a bad thing; it just makes it. Uh, you, you're becoming more uh, tech-centric or technology-friendly realtor uh, because of a company like redpin then, right? So technology in this case exactly. is actually helping. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so Jack, final question. Uh, we are coming towards the end here. Actually, the last question is, if someone wanted to reach out to you after listening to this for advice or, hey, listen, maybe they needed to buy a house, <laughs> uh, how can they reach you? What is the best way to reach you? Oh,
1: that's many ways to reach out to me. So the first very most important uh, number that you all guys have to actually take note is my cell phone number, which is 647-261-1413. And my email is jack, which is J-A-C-K, at the com, Or you can go to my Facebook website, which is www.jack.com. Facebook.com/slash my soldier Let me spell that for you. It's M Y S O L J A C. That's my Facebook page. You can like it, and you will get all the updates. I regularly post, you know, new updates on my Facebook page. So if you do like it, you will get notifications, and you will see all the latest trend in the real estate market. And if you still feel that you want to see me in person, coffee is always on me, and call me anytime, and we will have a, a good chat. It,
0: yeah, Jack, thanks for that, and I will add the the the, the links and the email uh, at the end of the in the summary section of this podcast. So, Jack, thank you very much. I learned a lot. I'm sure the people listening to this have learned a lot as well. We learned what a real estate career looks like, what the day to day looks like, what are the challenges. So on behalf of all the listeners, myself, we appreciate your time. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Jack. I'm glad I could help and thank you for having me. Thank you. Have an excellent day. You too. Bye now. Thanks, folks, uh, for listening to this episode of A Day in the Life of a Realtor. I have written a summary of things that Jack has mentioned as part of a blog post on my website. Uh, If you liked what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the Career Metis podcast on iTunes. And always, as always, uh, for more content, ideas, tips, resources, go to careermetis.com. If you enjoyed the episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment. And if you really loved it, definitely go ahead and uh, share the episode on your social media feeds. Until next time, this is uh, Nisar Ahmed, your host of uh, the Career medis podcast. Thank you.